Hello and welcome to Bid Food's Talking Food podcast. I'm Joe Anglis, and in this episode, we'll be discussing our final subject for the 2021 food and drinks trends, the social trends for the year. Joining me to digest and talk about this is Lucy Petrick, who heads up our insights team, and Laura Gillespie from Kokoro, who are a global insights agency. First of all, let me welcome Lucy Petrick back to the podcast. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Joe. And Laura, welcome to the podcast. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you and Kokoro do? Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm one of the insight directors at Kokoro. We're an insight agency. We understand consumers' real feelings and turn that into opportunities for brands. That's great. Thank you very much. So to start things off, Lucy, can you share what the social trends are for 2021? Yes, Joe. we've got five social trends this year. We've got local landscape, ethics and action, whole health, safe and seamless and faith in the future. So Lucy, why have we focused on the non-food trends as part of the wider food service trends for 2021? Well, we use this because what consumers are eating and drinking are really influenced by some of the bigger things that are happening around them, even more so now. Decision making, purchasing possibilities, plus all the limitations that may now be associated with that in the future. All of those things are changing and how consumers access everyday items has changed over 2020. And some of those changes will stay with us into 2021. If you think about the state of the nation, the economy, employment levels, financial pressures, plus the uncertainty of our position in Europe, all of these things are really having a big impact on how and where consumers are spending their money. So it's really important for us to see how food and drink trends are in the context of the bigger picture and see where that's impacting on whether we're feeding through to essential people right the way through to those elements of luxury. Yeah, and I think there's something to uh, just add to that. It was Steve Jobs, I think he said, our job is to figure out what consumers want before they do. And I'm sure that's the job of most people listening to this podcast, which in and of itself is a tricky thing. But I think the key is to understand consumers, know how they're feeling in a much kind of broader context, because it's knowing those emerging needs that help us spot opportunities. And that's all trends are, possibilities that solve real needs. So Lucy, let's start by talking about the social trend we've called ethics in action. Where have we seen the biggest evidence of this? Well, this trend is all about consumers finding their voices in 2021 and beyond. So it's the public demand for action that helps initiate and drive national and global movements. There's been lots of speaking out over the last couple of years, and particularly in 2020, when we saw everything with Black Lives Matter right the way through to free school meals. And we're not just speaking about matters that impact us as individuals, so it might be gender, equality, mental health. It's much more about those bigger issues that are affecting the welfare of so many others, particularly within our communities. We've seen female empowerment, gender fluidity, acceptance, and lots more. And we're just seeking this world where everyone can be accepted for who they are and not what they are. Consumers are just wanting much more from businesses and government bodies. They're almost pleading with them to think about more than just money. You know, what are their corporate responsibilities as well? And are these real? Are they just actions that they're really taking? Are they just PR exercises? So it's really trying to find out from these big corporations what they're standing for, what their true focus is on these these goals, um, and are they really supported and reinforced by um, boards, leadership teams, so they can make a real difference and not just always be focusing on profit. 
What do you feel about that, Laura? Yeah, I think um, spot on. I think it's been so interesting throughout this whole um, pandemic to see just how quickly and how much kind of uh, trust um, in the government in institutions has really kind of nosedived more than ever people are looking to brands to really do the right thing Um, and I think that brands that really can do that do the right thing stand tall stand up they really get noticed we have seen that so much haven't we Um, as you say it's so much more than a PR exercise although I think that there are certain ways to create a little bit more PR around it particularly when you push the boundaries Um, we've seen brands kind of break with what we might expect um, and that really gets them noticed um, and boosts their credibility I think you know we've had brands like Yorkshire Tea that big tweet that went kind of everywhere and then was reposted everywhere where they asked a customer never to buy their tea again because of their stance on Black Lives Matter. Um, ITV supported the um, diversity um, on Britain's Got Talent, really stood behind them with a kind of massive takeover in the papers. I think it's it's really about, yeah, standing up and standing tall. And I think the other thing that the virus has showed us is how susceptible businesses are to these natural disasters. So the larger impersonal businesses that we probably all thought were safe and had reserved funds from decades of trading are actually struggling while some of those smaller local businesses who have put lots of effort into really genuinely serving their community and responding to what customers want. They're really thriving. It's, it's been really interesting to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have seen a kind of move from style to substance, haven't we? Honesty and authenticity have um, just been so at the forefront recently. I think in a world that throws almost an entire year of your life up in the air and leaves us very uncertain, those real human voices is what we crave. They're what cuts through. And this is how you can get personalities, because we've seen people really thrive here, but also brands um, seemingly almost coming out of nowhere. This is where you can create kind of genuine momentum, I think, really quickly gain in trust. And local, as you say, is just brilliantly placed here. The local landscape social trend seems to capture the focus on local, as you just mentioned. Where will we see this in 2021? Well, I I think local has encouraged, almost forced all of us to look at what's available on our doorstep. So not just for the household needs and purposes, but also in terms of where we put our support. I think we've seen lows happen in terms of community spirit in 2020. We've had neighbourhood groups setting up COVID community support groups right, right the way through to keeping all of our independents open in towns and villages. Local fruit and veg suppliers have been supported, as have been farmers, smaller vineyards, local beer producers and home-based crafters. You almost have to use them or or lose them. I think that's a a really brilliant point. Local businesses have just worked so hard for us, haven't they? And there's something, there's been something so visible about their hard work. It's either been celebrated on Facebook or we have literally seen the, the sort of fabric of a high street kind of change. We've seen the pub start doing takeaway or whatever it is. These creative pivots, not only do they get our attention, but they show that really kind of human urge we have to see real fight and spirit. It's inspiring to see, I think. You know, we've, we've seen it, we've liked it, we've shared it um and in fact those sorts of pivots and that level of creativity it's naturally had a a real energy and role kind of locally but I think what's been really special about it is this year has been starved of newness and talking points beyond the obvious um we've had the fewest number of holidays there's been no big film releases nobody's really gone big on a new album we've been starved of fashion trends actually local has been a time for us to have newness and it's proved just how kind of nimble it can be 
And the other thing here, Joe, is just how homes have become the hub of everything as well. So during the lockdowns, um, we've seen them as schools, restaurants, gyms, offices, and into 2021 and beyond. That's probably how they're going to remain. You know, working from home has become a day to day for so many people. And I don't think there's going to be much of a growing desire to move away from that. I think people will be looking forward to a, a blend of home and work offices across their working week. And we've also been changing how we use our different parts of the house as well. So perhaps those open plan designs that we all had done aren't quite the right decision when you think about all the studying and the, the calls and conference calls that have to happen. Everything is really happening at the hub of the home. Yeah. Um, I think that's so right, Lucy. The amount of consumers that I have spoken to who are balancing a laptop on an ironing board during this whole time, it is exactly that. We've designed spaces that don't quite suit this new, this new world. And of course, what that has meant is we've had to leave our homes to experience a little bit of variety to revitalize to kind of restore our batteries so we can turn return to these kind of slightly ill-equipped bunkers and feel refreshed and, and ready for more and I think what's interesting is that same level of you know changing face that you're seeing inside the home we really are seeing reflected in other spaces as well that kind of multi-use space that we're seeing we saw parks become almost the center of our world they became the gym the living room a bar we saw local shops become an absolute lifeline and start selling completely new lines which we never would have expected them to um, and we've continued to see that creativity I mean more recently there's been a lot of talk of pubs creating those co-working spaces for people who are bored to tears of the ironing board situation or just want somebody else to make them a coffee and I don't know about you Joe or Laura but it feels like that because people spent more time at their home they spent more time appreciating the landscape around them and spending more time outdoors as well Absolutely, Lucy. And I think this kind of ties um, into how people are taking their health seriously and differently to what they were before. Um, the next social trend that we'll talk about is whole health, which sits really closely to wellness my way, which we talked about in a previous episode. How do the two differ? Whole health looks at the focus on the longer term health elements of not just our bodies in terms of how we look and what we put into our mouths, but also on our minds, our physical wellness. But it's much bigger than that as well. It, it, it's really about the health of the planet too. I think a large chunk of the population have had all this time at home in 2020 and they will continue to do so in 2021. And they've used that to spend more time considering options, their lifestyle, doing things that they couldn't usually do. And they've just been weighing up some of the different options to make sure that they can maximize their health, but also elements of the health of the planet as well. So less commuting, all those different things that were, are having a slightly better impact on the environment. And I think some would continue to use that time that they did use to commute, to get out and about, to take time for themselves or spend time with their children. And if parents weren't working, or in some cases they were working, they were homeschooling. So they got a sense of how their children are how they feel about their education, the subjects that they're learning. We just had the opportunity to get closer to that when normally we're a bit more removed because we're doing so many other things. And I think that's really helped create new ways, but also look at new starts for the new year that will help reinforce some of those changes in behaviour. So far, these sound very positive, very do-good and quite ambitious. Laura, is this really how things will play out? 
Well, I could talk to hundreds of consumers all of the time. It's my job. And um, I can tell you that this year, um, something I've heard over and over from all walks of life is I won't take x for granted ever again or i'm going to stop doing you know whatever it is um and as we said it's, it's a kind of time for reappraisal people have really learned you know life is not a rehearsal there's no second chance and um i think that means that people have got this kind of sparkle back in their eye again they want to dream big so you have got this sense of wanting something quite ambitious i think you're right it is ambitious overall there's been a big shift from style to substance we want real and authentic the authentic, but slightly clunky kind of local click and collect service or that celebrity that opened up about mental health rather than showcasing a really glam sort of facade has really kind of been taken to the nation's hearts recently. And this mindset does lend us to think big, dream big, because we don't have to get it perfectly right. There's also been so much more talk of self-care, kindness, almost giving yourself permission to put yourself first and actually battling the association of that being selfish. And with this comes a whole heap of balance. You don't need to do things perfectly. You can chill out a bit. It's OK to curl up in front of trash TV and put the new skills on the back burner for a night, dodge a Zoom call, run yourself a nice bath. And so whilst everything that Lucy's talking around, around the advantages, um, things like learning new skills, getting fitter, eating better, they also come with a big kind of side helping of having pudding, because whole health is about knowing moments to treat yourself as it is knowing moments to scratch cook. So that really leads us on well to the next social trend of faith in the future. Without trying to sound too negative, Lucy, is there any faith in the future at the moment? Well, we have to believe that the situation is going to improve in 2021. I think we've almost learned to live with the virus now and a vaccine shouldn't be too far off. But certainly by the time various parts of the nation were entering another form of lockdown or tier level, we were already in a better position than the first lockdown that we had. We've got PPE in place, people are accustomed to wearing masks and keeping their distance. And we're all a lot more used to being at home um, and leading a different way of life. So I think that will really help get us through 2021. We, we probably have to think about whether we jump straight back into how things were pre the virus at, at some point. We've sort of adopted better ways of, of living in some cases. Um, most, most consumers have found a way around things and are dealing with things in a slightly different way. So we could perhaps hope for a, a different but better approach to, to life in the future, potentially. I guess we still don't really know what's happening with the EU. We, we leave with not really knowing what the significance of, of that is yet. Do consumers have any belief in the integrity of the government in that they've done the best for us? We don't know. It's really hard to tell. But as 2021 goes by and the trends are refreshed, we'll know a bit more about the government, the country living without EU trade agreements. Some might say it's an opportunity to develop our own approach to meeting the needs of the country. Um, others will disagree, but, but that's to be expected. So whilst we've seen sort of this falling confidence in, in things across 2020, as the government worked through a pandemic for the first time, um, We've got to be optimistic that 2021 can't be any worse than 2020 in terms of the economy and job prospects and, and almost start 2021 feeling like it's a new start, it's going to be fresh and that, you know, really, can we end 2021 this, the way that we, we ended 2020? So some of these changes we've discussed are to do with technology. Lucy, you referenced this as part of the safe and seamless trend. What do you see as the future for this? Well, in some ways, 
you'd probably like to think we entered 2021 in a much better technological position than we would ever have envisaged. I mean, the virus has practically forced us all to adopt new ways of doing things if we were to stay safe and has given us access to products and services, allowing us to continue to transact. I mean, there's been this massive, overwhelming shift to digital with so many things that we did and used every day going online. So gym classes, training sessions, right the way through to tutorials, school lessons, outlets and services that used to solely operate in person have moved online. All sorts of web pages have been created and so many people have adopted online and contactless payment services. You know, they had to quickly find ways to make sure that their products and services were available to us and that we could pay remotely. But as things sort of ease in and get better, I guess as we go through 2021, things will be a lot more digital, things have become more cashless, leisure activities have still been able to happen digitally as well. So some of those things might not go away, we might still continue with that. So technology has has just moved faster for all of us, I think. Even in work, we've seen meetings, workshops, all of those things carried out digitally. So it just shows that some of those things are possible that way and that we don't always need to be in different locations for some of these things to happen. And and we've seen it with commutes, haven't we, Laura, where things have changed there? Yeah, and I think it's some of the possibilities it then brings to people's lives. People who have loathed a commute for years, suddenly that's changed and they can think, oh, actually, we could live slightly further away from the station. We could buy a bigger house. (laughs) There's all sorts of possibilities kind of swimming around people's minds. Um, And I think, you know, it expands into so many different areas. We've got, you know, people with relatives, they felt guilty about not seeing enough, suddenly feel like they actually know them better because they're connecting on a kind of more regular basis. And even being digital has made us be a little bit bolder too. That's kind of exercise classes, as you mentioned, Lucy. Some of them, we didn't feel cool enough to turn up to in person, but now we join from the comfort of our own home. Something about being behind a screen makes them much less scary and actually puts us in the driving seat. I think we found this way to have unsociable socialising in a way. It's like contactless contact. And and this will continue, I think, into 2021. I think it's made things easier. And I think that 2021 will just allow time for further improvements and enhancements to that. I don't think remote will ever take the place of face-to-face in some areas of our lives. But I just think it's proved that some of these things work sufficiently and that we don't need to necessarily go back to the old ways of doing things. And it really responds well to that younger on-demand generation. We, we sort of knew these things were coming and the virus has just reinforced that behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also made us more confident uh, with tech, not just because we've been using it a lot, not not just the natural confidence you gain from practice, but because it's made us feel like we can take back control. We know that it's not great for everything. We're sort of more familiar with it. So we know its limitations. And knowing that is very reassuring and empowering almost. It's not this runaway train that we're behind. It's a tool that we can kind of opt in and opt out of. And this makes us feel much safer and more reassured. Finally, where do you both see food service fitting into all of these social trends? Lucy? Well, food service sits across all of these social trends. We've really acquired a great appreciation of local. We're loving the outlets and providers on our local streets and our villages and our towns. And we're really keen to support all of these just so they they can stay there. And we've learned to live with the now, you know, that's 2020 and beyond. And that includes the availability of foods, seasonality, you know, really enjoying produce when it's at its best. 
Plus, we're a bit more interested in building the story and history behind some of the crafted produce that we've been buying, and that will continue into 2021. I mean, how many of us bought or bought deliveries from our local businesses? I think so many people did that. Yeah, absolutely. I think people have just learned how brilliant they are. There really is bags of authenticity. They ooze real. And I think that hits on a few of these social trends. There's something really honest about them, but that um, sort of seasonality and realness also pulls on that health lever as well. Yeah, because I think that the virus, when you think about wellness my way and, and whole health, the virus has really taught us the value of a good immune system. It's not just about preventing catching the virus is about maximizing our recovery and so on top of that we've also sought out comfort in our food so more meals that have been prepared and cooked more freshly often provides that better nutritional content and people have been trying new things to feed their families they've learned new dishes that they can carry with them over the next year they've learned new skills they've tried new recipes added new twists so they've just had a go at creating some of their favorite dishes and some of those have been from their favorite restaurant brands who opened up some of their recipes to the public and for some it's just about making nice dishes nice drinks that conjure up some really nice memories yeah of course and those feelings can be absolutely transformational at a time whereby we have sort of struggled to scratch itches with other other things that have been, you know, removed that are restricted. Food has been an avenue for all sorts of things. It's connected us. It's built our confidence. It's allowed us to feel brave or have a bit of an adventure in a year where we haven't been able to leave our homes. It reassures us, helps us feel safe. There's been newness to it and excitement and stories that you can't even find on Netflix. It's funny that you mentioned Netflix, because I think that really picked up during the first lockdown. And I think some of those subscriptions will carry over into 2021. And I I think that, again, reflects um, how technology has had its role to play in in providing that entertainment. Whilst we've enjoyed some of the, the food and drink that we've had, we've been able to order it. We've been able to collect it if we wanted to. But we've also used technology and social media to hear about some of the new outlets that are out there new ways of providing that information, learning about where outlets have changed their offer and started to accommodate new foods and products within their their venues. But also just learn generally what's new in terms of the role of food and drink as part of the whole whole wellness angle. And then I think the final one for the future is is about having faith that things will improve, that, that the decision to leave the EU doesn't jeopardize access to certain ingredients, foods, that food safety will be protected and that by the end of the next 12 months, we'll be able to access the life that we we had before, but probably in in much better ways. Thank you, Lucy. That seems like a natural place to wrap this all up. There's some really fascinating insight in there. So thank you for your time, Lucy. No problem. Thanks, Joe. And of course, Laura, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you want to learn more about the social trends for 2021, please see the links for more information in the episode summary. So this wraps up our trends for 2021 episodes. Thank you again to all the guests who joined me to share such great insight into what's new on the horizon. As always, please subscribe and rate our podcast series on whatever platform you use to listen to these on. This helps us to reach and support more people in the industry. Thank you again for listening and goodbye.